you come rolling into the house and you're still on the phone, right? Trying to close that last deal or talk to somebody. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Those things are needed. They're important. But we have to have the priorities in our life right. And that's what this episode is all about is how do we set clear priorities that are going to foundationally set us up to win and stop doing things that at the end of the day, you know, yes, they're important, but they're not as important. And there's a saying that when we do the right thing in the right order at the right time, that's how we get results. Welcome to The Champion Life with Kurt Tucker. My purpose is to love, encourage, and empower you to become the champion leader God created you to be and live what I like to call the champion life. A life of abundance, freedom, and victory where you, my friend, are winning in every area of your life, your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. Let's have some fun. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Champion Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker, as always, and I have another guest back with me. You guys have seen her before. She is a show favorite. And so anyhow, Rachel Tucker, you are a show favorite. Yeah, so welcome back. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm amazing. I'm excited. Looking as beautiful as ever. So, um, well, hey, <laughs> last minute podcast. This was very last minute, <laughs> by the way, but that's how we roll. And so today we're going to talk about three things that we see in marriages that potentially hold them back from thriving. So three things that may potentially holding your marriage back from going next level. And these are coming from, in my opinion, things that have happened in our marriage happened with me, with Rachel, and really we want to speak to the men and the women. So I'm going to try to do my best to speak to you fellas out there, share with you guys some things that have happened in our marriage over the last 18 years that I believe have maybe kept us from thriving as much so that I can hopefully inspire you, give you some some nuggets to take away. And Rachel's going to do the same thing for women. And, and you never know where we're going to go either. Here's the deal is we've prayed before this podcast that this would just be a podcast that would bless you. And so we want to encourage you to stick with us for the next 30, 35 minutes as maybe you're driving, working out or whatever the case scenario. So three things that will hopefully by prioritizing them in the right manner, prioritizing your marriage in the right manner and your, and your, your faith excluding these things or at least being mindful of these three things that we're going to mention will help you to focus and to grow ultimately a stronger marriage and and all that good stuff right so anyhow so rach why don't you kick us off why don't you kick us off and then i'll kind of share my number one after you and we'll rock and roll from there so here you go actually i'm just going to say this and i think that you should go first and i'll and then i'll tell you why is for i mean i think the whole framework for this is the three things that hold us back from prioritizing our spouse. Yes. So Jesus, it should be Jesus, my relationship with Jesus, and then him first. And so I I have my own, but I think if you go over yours first, I think it's the better way to set up okay. what I want to say. Fair enough. So, yeah. so for my men out there, first of all, I want to say this to my brothers that I believe that God has created us to be the leaders of our home, okay? We know that, right? Deep down inside, we know that. And so, first of all, I want to share with you that that uh, I believe we have 
a hard job. In, in scripture, it says that wives should submit to their husbands. But when you look at what we should do, we've got to submit to the Lord, right? Like we've got to submit because a wife has no problem submitting to a husband who is submitted to God. So in that right order, though, sometimes it can be very hard with all the different things that we have going on in life, whether it's being a husband, a father, maybe you're leading a business or two or in the profession, you've got kids, you're trying to manage the family finances, you're trying to just all the different tasks that we have on a daily basis. And we have to remember that there is an enemy that is coming after us, right, that is trying to get in between husband and wife in in the marriage. And so there's a lot of things seen, but even unseen that are trying to come between a healthy marriage and a husband and a wife. And that's really what we're talking about today. And so I want to say this, that ultimately when you know that there's already some things stacked up against you, that is the reason why in, in Ephesians chapters five and six are so important because it talks about what a godly husband looks like, what a godly marriage looks like. But then it goes on in chapter six and it talks about the armor of God. And that's not the point of this podcast today, but I want to encourage you to go and read about the armor of God because men, we have to put on our armor every single day. It is the reason why I believe that our hour of power, if you will, that I go pretty in depth in my book, The Champion Life Playbook, I talk about why I believe that we need to have meeting with Jesus in the morning foundational so that we can be prepared, we can get ready. And so anyhow, I'll just go ahead and throw out all three and then I'll maybe come back to them as Rachel puts in her one. But these are the three things that I see that get in the way that if you will, men kind of, they blindside us, right? Sometimes we don't even know that we're so focused on them. And, and here's the deal is if you put focus on one thing, that means you have less focus on the other, okay? And so the three things that I kind of wrote down as I was going into this episode today with you is these three. Number one, most often is some type of money, business, profession, something of those nature. Let's face it, that we have to provide. So, you know, typically most of us will spend more time on a daily, weekly basis at our job, in our profession, than we will with our family. Most of us are not spending eight, 10 hours a day with our spouse, with our kids or whatever, but that's what we're doing in our careers. And we have to do that. Like you can't just quit your job or say, I don't wanna have my business anymore. You have to provide, right? That is one of the things that we are called to do as the leader of our home is to be a provider, right? A protector. So you have to work. But I see this happen, and it doesn't matter what line of work, whether you're a business person, an entrepreneur, whether you're a pastor or whatever, is that you can get so caught up in giving your very best to everybody else in your business, in your church, at your job or whatever, and you come home and you give your family nothing but the leftovers. And that doesn't work, right? And whether it's you come home and you give the leftovers or you're bringing home the energy, because that's one of the areas that I feel like I've struggled with, is that- We had a fix for that. Share that when you're done. Yeah, and and the fix was this, guys, was number one, bring energy home, was kind of the three word mantra, if you will, that every day when I would be coming home, or for me, I, I work from home now, but still, it's a transition, right? There, That's the word is, 
ask yourself, how well am I transitioning from my work, my business, my whatever, to being the husband, the father, so forth and so on? Because there's got to be that transition. When I coach men, one of the things I'll tell them is, hey, listen, before you pull into your neighborhood, find a place that you just stop and you park for a minute or two and you kind of transition from the business leader, the, the boss, the whatever it is in your, in your work life, in your profession, and you kind of put on that different cap, if you will, to becoming husband, Yeah, it's father. like release, this is how we say it, release the tension and then set a new intention mm -hmm. for bringing that home to your, you're, you're releasing the day, you're just letting it go, letting it go, and then you're resetting your mind on a new intention. Yes, because here's what happens is, is so many times, and, and maybe you do this, is you come rolling into the house and you're still on the phone, right? Trying to close that last deal or talk to somebody. And, and, and don't get me wrong, those things are needed, they're important, but we have to have the priorities in our life right. And that's what this episode is all about is, how do we set clear priorities that are going to foundationally set us up to win and stop doing things that at the end of the day, you know, yes, they're important, but they're not as important. And there's a saying that when we do the right thing in the right order at the right time, that's how we get results, right? So that's one of the big ones that I see is money, business, profession, that ultimately we can let that come in and take priority over the things that are most important to us, like our wife, our kids, uh, so forth and so on. So here's the second thing that we might let stand in our way that I've let stand in our way before. It's people in general, right? It's, it's hey, we can put our friends, we can put our family, we can put our, even our kids mm -hmm. in the way and where we're, we're putting them first above our spouse, right? And what does scripture say is that, hey, listen, other than our personal relationship with Christ, the most important person in your life is your spouse, mm -hmm. right? You know, ultimately in scripture, it says for us men that we should treat our wives, okay? We should love our wives as we what? As we love ourselves. Why? Because we're one. That's what the scripture says is that when we become married to become one flesh. So ultimately anything that you do for yourself, you do for your spouse or vice versa. Anything that you do for your spouse, you do for yourself. So when you neglect your spouse, you neglect yourself, right? And so ultimately when you have other people that are vying for your time, I love our kids, but let's face it. Kids are very, very, very good at doing what? Creating a wedge, right? Maverick. They'll, they'll come to, <laughs> the, or, or, or our nine-pound Yorkie poop, yeah. guys. But, you know, your kids will come and they, they will play you, right? Mm -hmm. They'll come to, to dad and dad will say no, right? But then they'll go to mom and mom will say yes, right? Or vice versa. Typically in our marriage, it's... It's, He's the yes. It's the other way, right? Rachel's the, the firm no, and you're I'm more... trying to pull one over on me right now. So, so anyhow, but you want to make sure that you're not letting anybody or anything come in between the most important person in your life. And here's the deal, is especially whether it's your work or it's your in-laws or it's your kids or it's your best friend, at the end of the day, 
if those people aren't for you and for your marriage, you've really got to look at those relationships and set boundaries. boundaries. Many times when we, or when I hear somebody talk about how their best friend might talk about their spouse or their parents are talking about their spouse, it's like, man, once you've made this commitment to be all in in your marriage, you've really got to create boundaries and you've got to be mindful of who's speaking into your marriage and what are they speaking about your significant other. Because let's face it, when you have multiple people that are speaking into you and, and they're not on the same page, if you will, and that's the reason why I think we're so mindful of even when we have somebody that's saying, well, I'm getting counseling and we like to look at it as coaching, but it's like, well, if you're a Christian, are they a Christian coach? Are they a Christian counselor? Because if they don't have the same beliefs as you, if they don't believe that this has got to be Holy Spirit led and you're getting your wisdom from the Bible and what clearly defines a successful marriage, then potentially the wisdom that they're giving you is going to send you off to a path that you don't want to go down. So you need to make sure that you're in alignment for the assignment, right? That's one of the things I think about in business or in anything is that there needs to be alignment for the assignment. If the assignment is to create a beautiful marriage filled with passion and intimacy where you have two people serving each other, right? Not 50-50, but I'm giving 100 and Rachel's giving 100%. Whoever we're getting coaching from, whoever is pouring into our marriage needs to have that same belief system, right? So you got to be mindful of what people are you allowing to speak into your marriage, right? And then I'll just do the third one real quick, and it's extra stuff. And this is really the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, honey, because as I was sitting in my devotion time today wrapping up, I thought to myself, I I thought of a person, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, and I'm not going to mention the person's name, but I thought to myself, I could completely see, and I know this has happened to many men, and Jimmy... Evans talks about this, how golf cost that man his marriage. He was focused on money. He was focused on other things and he was focused on golf and that golf and that passion, nothing wrong with extracurricular things, right? Like we found a way to begin because I'm very passionate about golf. I love to play, but we play together now. I'm getting good. And she's getting better. great yesterday. And she knows I still want to go out and play every once in a while by myself or with a group of guys and, and I like that competition. But at the end of the day, I could spend eight hours a day playing golf. I get that. Yeah. And and so what happens is, is sometimes we can let the extra curricular activities, the golf, the softball league, the hanging out with the guys after work and whatever. And that doesn't happen, by the way, in our marriage. No. Nor would it, nor do you want to. Like that, when you get married, those days are over. Yeah. You don't go to a bar with your friends. So so what happens, though, is is you can very easily find things that maybe not the going to the bar after work, but the playing golf or in a softball league or something that you're maybe passionate about or whatever, it can create a wedge. Yeah. Because once again, anything that you're focusing on is going to require, there's a sacrifice, right? If I choose that I'm going to go do this for a couple hours away from my family, well, then that's taking away from that, right? So you have to be mindful of those things. And so with that, those are the three things. And I'm going to come back to one point. But now that I've thrown those three things out to you, especially for us men, these are the three things that have challenged me over the years that have created problems 
in our marriage, but remember that problems are nothing more than opportunities to grow. So they forced me to look within. They forced me to, to come to you for, hey, how do you feel about this? To go to other mentors and, and to say, okay, are it's these called, some things? It's called humility. That's what it's called. So I've had to look at those things and be honest with myself and yeah. say, yeah, this is me. And so how can I become better? Okay, I'm going to start transitioning when I'm coming home from the office or I, I leave whatever. I'm going to start being mindful of who's speaking into my marriage and, and what is my mindset towards my marriage? Because other than my relationship with Christ, my marriage is number one. And so there is no option. It's always going to be my life with Rachel for the next 40, 50 years or however many years the good Lord gives us. She thinks she's going to live to be 130. Uh <laughs> Look, so, Dr. Glass is 102 <laughs> with a 10-year plan, okay? I'm with her. Yes. So so anyhow, and then the last thing is is letting things in the way. So what do you think, babe, for, for the ladies out there? And you already said, she's like, I don't need three. I got one. I got one. So here we go. And so everything that I'm going to share with you is I have been learning and training and failing and training and failing and training and failing for the last 18 years to figure this out. And pride was my issue. And so just, and I'm not making excuses for why I was the way I was. I'm just telling you my story is basically raising myself. I had to become strong and bullheaded and independent. So it took me a really long time. And plus, y'all, he's 10 years younger than me. Got us such a sense of humor. 52 <laughs> but, and 40. And it, but really, it was all about training. It, it was training like I overdeveloped myself because I have to because I wasn't born with all this stuff. I had to to figure it out. And so I, I'm coming to you from hindsight. And, and this is what Kurt and I offer the world. And it's called the fast track. You don't have to go through all this stuff. Like if yes, you have to develop. You can't just like when like somebody wins the lottery and they're just an idiot. They're still an idiot with a bunch of money and they end up losing it because they've not had to become to do it. So for me, it's one thing encompasses it all. And it's that I have to lay down my life every single morning and die to myself. And what's that mean? So Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. What's that mean? I have to serve every single person I come in contact with, starting with my husband. And some days, like, this is where I failed. It's like, it's the pride thing. Because he walks around, can you, can you, can you, can you, can you, can you, can you? I was created to fulfill all the Kenyas in his life. Come on. And instead of me being like, well, get it yourself. Your hands ain't painted. Oh, how I used to live my life and address him sometimes. And I'm not perfect at it. But I do sincerely. My heart is, I want to glorify the Lord. And I want my father to say, well done. Good and faithful servant. And I'm telling you something from hindsight. When you do submit, submitting to your husband is not a subservient thing. It doesn't make you bow a week. It's actually, it takes you to be strong and courageous to just love. And it doesn't mean, submit doesn't mean that at all. It really takes a strong person to be, to lay down your pride. It's easier to pride. Like you don't have to change. You don't have to go look and search out for information. You know, no. It's when you humble yourself and because it says in the Bible that the last will be first. Mm -hmm. And so I don't ever do things 
I'm like, what am I giving, 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 because that's exactly what you get back. It's just like life's an echo. Whatever you put out is what you get back. So if you're putting out, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. That's all it's come back to you versus how can I serve you today? Yes. And that's, and so for me, it's that it's laying down my life. Now, what's that look like? Okay. So for me, I did set a boundary and that boundary is me time. I give myself two hours a day and it's usually in the gym. So I'm in the gym and I give myself two hours. That's my fence. <laughs> Sometimes I leave my fence door open and my air and my phone, not on airplane mode. And my husband calls me and says, Hey, um, I'm going to do a podcast today. And here's the three things I want to talk about. And I'm laughing. It's like, why are you laughing? <laughs> because I totally left this door open and and I just normally Rachel would have gotten upset but I just laughed anyway so there's that so I so waking up early that looks different for everybody okay I did the work I used to have to get up at 4 30 in the morning in order to do these things but I've done the work to now my summertime is I wake up when my body wakes up because my kids aren't in school I usually check out like is there stuff that you need from me urgently that requires me to set my alarm Otherwise, I wake up when I wake up. That's a blessing in my life I have because we worked to get here. We didn't, we weren't handed anything to get us to where we are today. We have worked, we did, we did the 12 hour training days. You know, we've done the work and continue to do the work. So waking up early, that may mean that you may have to get up at 4.30 in the morning to go get in the presence of the Lord and then go take care of yourself and put your armor on. That way you don't even, like you just serve with love and putting on the new lenses of of love. And so there's that. So that's my boundary. It's all in your attitude. I heard Dr. Gladys say this on Ed Milet's podcast. Everything you do when you bring the full expression of love to it versus I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do this. And, and no, that isn't, no. But when you pour in your full expression of love, then it can bloom. So every, so our marriage mm -hmm. is blooming. I feel like it's blooming. We are hitting all cylinders mentally, physically in the bedroom. Physically. Like it's, it is incredible. Like the connection we have because, and I have to take full credit for taking so long because of my own issues that I, I had to go and deal with. So if you've not women gone and dealt with your issues, you need to do that because it's selfish to not do that. Well, and then, what would be an issue or two? Just, just camp there just, for a second. You know, I think that's important is that yeah. we, we know, I want to say this and then you talk about yeah. that because sex is a huge part of it. We talk about this a lot on the podcast. For us men, it's we got to make sure that we're spiritually leading, right? Our family, right? Because women need spiritual intimacy, connection, and then emotional. We want to go right to the physical, right? But it's connecting and when we step up and we lead and we put our wives first and we I feel uh, loved and heard and yes and so we yeah. we remove these things that once again we're not removing them by the way like like I'm still going to run the businesses and go and make money and I'm still going to be with my family and friends and I'm still going to play golf and all those different things it's just a matter of how we prioritize things that is going to matter and speaking of prioritizing is where we prioritize the, the levels of intimacy where it's spiritual intimacy and it's coming together daily. And we have a time generally that we come together. And sometimes if it's not, it was the same time. It still happens every day yeah. where we come together and we pray together. Right. And we talk about our day, we communicate and that creates spiritual intimacy that creates emotional intimacy, which leads to physical. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we're, 
we're hitting on those cylinders, yeah. right? So, but for, for the ladies, what, when you say that, like what, what's maybe potentially stopping? Cause there's a husband listening to this is like, yes, I want to have more intimacy. And sometimes it just, ha- it does happen where it is the wife that wants yeah. to have more intimacy and the husband's not there. So like, what could be one or two things that stopped you? My own issues. Like, so for me, it is, Again, just the way I grew up, I am in my personality, you know, I'm what you call a ruby or eight on the Enneagram. Like we are just strong headed, bullheaded, sometimes get stuff done, intense people. Right. And so being that, so my problem was the vulnerability part. I could be transparent mm. all day long with everybody. Transparent, meaning she'll tell you whatever. I she she has no problem everything. telling, telling everything about Yeah. It's the vulnerability part and let, and and now I'm helping other women do this too. So like, I used to like hold my, like when I would get emotional, like hold it in, like, I don't want to cry. I want people to see me cry. That is terrible. And so now like at our last retreat, there were people telling their story and they're trying to, I'm like, let that go. You got to feel the feelings so the feelings can move through you Mm. and out and healed. Because when you hold them in, see, your cells respond to everything. And that's why I'm telling you, like, when you bring everything with the full expression of love, your cells also respond to that. So for me, I had to let go of all my my everything that I don't have to be so strong anymore. Like I'm getting emotional right now talking about it because we had such a breakthrough, like not too long ago like in my office where I could just like be real and vulnerable and share like the, the things that I was working through with my coach at the time. I had to have somebody other than you have to have somebody other than therapy is good. So anyway, so me it is going deep into the, some of the things that I didn't address. Cause when I said yes to Jesus, my hair little fire and I'm like, what do you want me to do? Who do I want to serve? And I, and I missed the step and finding the root of all my traumas and rejections in life. And so rejection has been such a huge part of my whole entire life. And so I always was expecting it from people. I'm going to get rejected. I'm going to get rejected. You're rejecting me. You're not listening to me. You're rejecting me. And it's like, it wasn't flesh and blood rejecting me. And I realized that. And it it flipped a switch in me. Like, I'm no longer going to be a tool to the enemy's plan for my life. I want to, I'm going to say yes to Jesus's plan for my life and start ignoring everything the enemy would want me to do. Like say, make your own damn sandwich and like, you know, that sort of thing versus uh, have foresight and anticipating my husband's needs. So he doesn't have to ask. Like when you went and put, took your insurance exam, like we didn't know if you're going to pass or not. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get him a little cupcake and candle and be an expectation that this is going to happen and then start anticipating what, and I think that is a great lesson for you too, both spouses. If, if we really addressed our marriage in the way we're supposed to, which is from a servant, like how I'm going to serve you, you're going to serve me. We're never hungry. We're never lacking because he's anticipating my needs. I'm anticipating. I know him better than himself. I know exactly what the man needs. I know his routine. I know what he likes. I know what he doesn't like. And so I should anticipate that. So he doesn't have to ask and do it from a place of love with the full expression of love. So for me, that was mine. And, and in my, um, you know, I do ministry and, and it's most women that show up in our ministry. They're all the same. Like we've, we've dealt with rejection and we've dealt with hurt and trauma. We've just had to be strong and we've had to carry everybody. That's why my back 
you know, it's just so that's where I carry and it hurts sometimes. And when I just let it go, just let it go. And that's what be still and know that I'm God means. Psalm 4610, the word be still literally means like drop it and know that I got it. Like Mm. you don't have to carry it all. So if you're listening to this and that like you need somebody to help walk you through that, you need that's why, you know, therapy is the best thing that anybody can do for your life, especially if you're a coach, somebody who deals in ministry and deals with people who don't don't really need to understand what you're going through, but they can help lead you back to the answer and help you like heal through that. That is all I wrote down is that really it's all about me. Yeah. But I think that that pride, you don't need to list 10 things because pride has a way of infusing itself into so many different things. Yeah. And so when you can remove pride, it's like, it, it is the, the old saying one apple can spoil the bunch, right? Or one strawberry. When you look at a piece of fruit and it's like, man, what? And it's like, when you let pride in all of a sudden it, it can begin to just infuse itself into yeah. everything. Right. And so I think that that's powerful. So, well, friends, we want to end with this. Do you have anything else you want to add? It takes work. That's that's it. I think a lot of people like think this is a whole genie in the bottle thing. Like the only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. And that's work on yourself, your mind, the, the daily things that you have to do, like in order for it to happen, like it does not just your heart transformation does happen. Okay. Mm. But then you have the human responsibility, which is learning the word of God. We are to walk in power. I think we forget about the power that we have and the authority that we had. And I just want to share this real quick because since I'm on this, so in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So this is a power and authority. Like we went golfing yesterday. We're sitting there like storms coming. It's going to be here. And I said in front, like in the crowd, I'm like, nope, it's going to go around us in the name of Jesus. And we're going to golf. And guess what? It went around us. And guess what the guy <laughs> and, the, and the guy who was at the golf course, you know, Mr. Uh, director of the golf yeah. course and who had the microphone in his hand, which is why you got to be mindful of who you're paying attention yep. to and listening to and who's got the mic. Because what was he saying? Oh, yeah, it's here coming. in an hour, it's coming. And, you know, the outings at risk and blah, blah, blah. Because he was looking at the physical. Yep. He was looking at the natural, the, the radar. And, and once again, you, you got to look at things, right? We're not saying to not be naive. But sometimes you got to look at what you're putting your faith in. So maybe your marriage is on a line right now. You know, maybe, man, things are just not going the way that you want them to go or in your finances or your kid is is just off, whatever. It's like, who are you putting your trust in? And I'm going to pass it back to you because I know this is where you're going. But it's like, who is your trust in? Is your trust in man, as it says in Jeremiah 17, 7? Because the one who trusts in man, oh man, but guess what it says in Jeremiah 17, 7, and put your name in here, is blessed is Kurt, blessed is Rachel, blessed is Dustin, blessed is TJ, blessed is Morgan, blessed is whatever your name is, put it in there. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is is in him Mm. confidence is in the lord Mm -hmm. it is when you put your faith in the lord your trust in the lord that all things can change impossibilities yield 
to those who walk in power. Impossibilities yield to those who walk in power. I fully was confident when I said that yesterday. And so for me, that's what dying every day means. I die to my flesh and I let the power work in me. It's I yield to the Holy Spirit every day. And that makes everything possible because I'm, it's not me. It's greater is what you just said. Greater is he that's in. Then he is of the world. It's not my power. It's Holy Spirit power that I'm yielded to, that I'm walking in power and authority because it was given to me on a cross. Mm. Yes. That's it. I just want to say this and, and end it because this is what's happened for us is you have the power to take control right now. That is the one of the things that I love about who we are as human beings is that we serve a God that gives us what we call free will. He gives us the power of choice and that you can change anything in your life right now. And in the context of marriage, if your marriage isn't where you want it to be filled with passion and love and intimacy and peace and harmony, that many of the things that we mentioned today could be potentially happening in your marriage. And I want to first of all say that's okay. Okay, that happens. All right. But that you don't have to stay there. Because as you like to say, honey, when you know better, you should do better. You have responsibility. So 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 choose to get around some people. All right. Whether it's at your church or, you know, change your friend group or reach out to us, you know, whatever, so that you can begin to create the right foundation in your life. Because trust me, you know, when you begin to start doing some of the things that we've talked about, removing pride, removing certain people, changing your focus, creating the right priorities, it is only a matter of time, just like a seed that's planted in the ground that is nurtured and you put it in an environment to grow it's only a matter of a time but before the fruit begins to start showing and sometimes it can happen way faster than yeah. you think and as you begin to speak about the things that you want those, and are you seeds. Begin, those are seeds every single day right as you begin to act as if right you begin to start doing certain things oh my gosh it makes a huge difference so i just want to encourage you today to to understand to get that Go back and listen to some of the other episodes in the podcast here about vision. Some of our other episodes on marriage with Rachel and I, I know that they will bless you, friends. And uh, and if there's something that you got from this or you took away from this, send us a message. Send either Rachel or I a DM on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to know how this podcast is impacting you. Some things maybe that you would love for us to share a little bit more on. Uh, that's what we're here for. So anyhow, we want to thank you for jumping on another Champion Life podcast Thanks episode. For on, thank honey. you. Yeah. You know, every three or four episodes, I bring Rachel in for her wisdom. She's amazing at what she does at being a woman of God, uh, just a phenomenal wife and mom. And, and I love doing this with her. So, so anyhow, guys, hey, have a blessed one. Keep going out there and giving your best and remember, it's all about you just giving your best. There's no such thing as perfection, but you can strive for excellence every mm -hmm. single day, giving your best. And then at the end of the day, just let God do the rest. Mm -hmm. So we love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Champion Life Podcast. I hope that you learned a thing or two that can help you create the champion life that you desire and that God has for you. Now, before you go, I have one ask. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I want to hear about it. 
please shoot me a personal message on Facebook at Kurt Tucker or Instagram at Kurt D. Tucker. Stay tuned for the next episode, my friend. And as always, keep growing and keep going.